0: On this week's episode of Rye the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Elon Musk and I have a chat on Twitter, yes, really, about Model 3's performance version, Tesla becomes part of the storyline on another HBO comedy, Model S and X get a new interior option, and much more. What's happening, friends? I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This is Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast episode number 145 for May 13th, 2018. To my left, Daisy the Boxer Puppy, looking longingly out the window, out onto the the street, the world outside, seeing what's going on. Uh, There is a lot going on in the world of Tesla this week. Tons of fun stuff. Uh, I had a huge show already prepared, and then uh, today, Friday, got even more fun because... Uh, I dropped Elon Musk a tweet last night uh, because I'd seen that he had just tweeted, and I figured that's that's usually the time, like, okay, maybe I'll catch him online, maybe I'll catch him in a mood to want to answer a question. That did not happen. So I thought, okay, well, you know, hey, got to try, what can you do? But then, the next day, today, uh, this morning, all of a sudden, my mentions on Twitter (laughs) start blowing up, and I see that he has replied. So, Uh, I'm going to tell you what that's about. and It is about, you guys know the topic that I've been very, very curious about, the performance version of Model 3. What can it do, how much will it cost, and when can we get it? So uh, I said, Elon, any chance we can get an update on dual motor and performance Model 3 pricing and specs? Air suspension as well, if you're in an extra good mood. And he replied saying, Tesla will enable orders that the end of next week for dual motor, all wheel drive and performance. Starting production of those in July, air suspension probably next year. So that right there, huge news, huge right there. That is the first official acknowledgement of performance in any way, shape or form by anyone at Tesla since uh, I believe the last time that he replied to me on Twitter on this topic, which was last fall, it was September, if I recall correctly, somewhere around there, uh, when he said that it was, it was going to be coming at the middle of next year, meaning this year, meaning that timeline has actually held, that is still the plan, so I thought, okay, that's great, that is huge news. Uh, I'm very, you know, you guys know I've been eyeing that performance version depending on the price and depending on the availability. The price is yet to be determined, but I have to say, uh, you know, he, he chose there to address the timing of perform- of all-wheel drive and performance rather than the price and specs that I had asked about. But I'm not at all complaining, number one, because he replied at all. But number two... I have to say, if I were to, if you were to say, hey, Ryan, you can find out either the pricing, the specifications, or the timing for all-wheel drive and performance, but only one, which would you choose? Timing is what I would choose. And the reason is because being able to know when those things are coming, for me, as someone who's just sitting on my invite waiting It really helps me plan for this car much better and more accurately than I could before. The specs will come, the price will come. Uh, Clearly, very soon, it's going to go public in some way, shape, or form. Someone's going to post it, uh, and and uh, next week, the end. So next show, I should have specification. Well, pricing for sure but the design studio will almost certainly mention specs as well because the design studio mentioned specs for the P100D SNX. So we should learn both of those things on next week's show, which is fantastic. Now, I have already told you in the past, I've given my, my guesses on this, I've revised it a little bit over time, but I personally think, and so let's bookmark this and we'll see how how wrong I am, but here's my prediction. I think... If you got you can give me a little range here, if you wouldn't mind, I think the ceiling and I'm using ceiling with a lower number here, meaning ceiling being the best case scenario for the performance model three, I think the best case it could possibly end up at is a 2.8 second, zero to 60 time. We're talking about a lighter car. We're talking about a smaller car with better aerodynamics. I know aerodynamics don't really matter too much at, at low speeds like that, but but really, you are talking about a car that has uh, significantly less weight to it, uh, as well as it. You know, we've already seen we have a little bit of a baseline from the rear-wheel drive Model Threes that some of you have now, and the, that are of course out there. And those cars in the real world, they're they're advertised at 5.2 seconds to 60, but in the real world, they are getting upper fours, even close to the mid fours so they're they're doing better than advertised which leads me to think if you drop a hammer in the back of that car and put another one of the model they put just put the existing model 3 motor in the front of the car and then th- drop a hammer in the back now there's been some interesting chatter on this i was reading the tesla reddit this week someone put, made it sort of a very good case of, about how uh permanent magnet motors are different the, the motors that are in the Model 3 are fundamentally different in how they operate than the Model S and X motors. They're sort of more efficient most of the time, but they're not as good at, at uh, basically drawing tons of power quickly, f- which of course a performance variant would would want to do. So the uh, there is sort of a theory going around, and seemingly a plausible one, that what if the rear motor the big motor in the model three performance version is a big induction motor that could very well be the case. Uh, so we will, we'll find out one way or the other pretty soon, whether it's with the design studio information or we have to wait till somebody gets one and we, we can kind of really look at it and find out. But, um, anyway, so I still think just given the, the weight situation, given the efficiencies of model three, I think it's possible that this car could end up 2.8 seconds, zero to 60, best case scenario. And I think the floor is three and a half. I don't, I don't think it will perform worse off the line than three and a half seconds. Uh, I just don't see that. I mean, I've given you my pet theory that I want so badly to be true, which is that Elon had confirmed after the Model 3 unveiling event in 2016. You know, two years ago, Elon went out there and said, Yes, there will be a ludicrous option for Model 3, and I I proceeded to uh, invent my own little rules around ludicrous, which is that, well, insane mode was when it was 3.1 or 3.2 seconds. Ludicrous, as we have known it, is under 3 seconds on the S and on the X. So, if if we go with those rules that i've invented that tesla has absolutely not signed off on or acknowledged in any way shape or form that means ludicrous designates under 3 seconds whereas plaid designates under 2 seconds on the new roadster and insane is for anything in the 3s so if if this car has ludicrous it's got to be under 3 seconds but i don't know we'll see i i think more likely than not, it's going to be somewhere in the middle of what I just said. I could see a 3.2, 3.3 second situation, but it's going to be a quick car. It should be a very fun car, given that it is smaller than the Model S. And, you know, a lot of a lot of Model 3 owners who also have, have the S report that, yeah, boy, the 3 is a lot more fun and nimble to drive than the much larger Model S is, just due to that size alone. But in any case, so I thought, I, you know, this is great. Elon has acknowledged this. This is awesome. But then a bunch of people started chiming in saying, well, what about white interior? Everybody, you know, a lot of, I'm not the only that's looking for white interior. A lot of replies about white interior. I joined in also, also replied to that same thread, but Elon replied to another person in that thread. One of the many gentlemen by the name of Anthony Foltz. Not sure if he's a listener. He said, joining the chorus of white interior questions. If you say the time frame." I will do a little happy dance right here in my office, film it, and send it to you to amuse your guests at the next Tesla Christmas party. And Elon replied, saying, I love it too, but trying to keep the configuration simple so as not to blow up the production ramp. So, all right, he acknowledged it, but seemed to be saying there that white interior was not was going to be coming later, that it was not going to be part of these new July options for dual-motor and performance. Uh, so I actually sort of verbalized those thoughts on Twitter, and I replied to Elon again, saying, well, I suppose that's a no on white interior coming up anytime soon. I understand the logic, but it's disappointing given not only how gorgeous the ultra white is, but also that it was originally scheduled for fall 2017. You and your team's hard work is uh, is always appreciated. Because it's true. I mean, it's it's beautiful. A lot of people are waiting for it myself included. And if you remember back, I mean, it's easy to forget now after all the, all the drama and everything that's, that we've, all the waiting and all the the changes that have happened with Model 3 over the course of this production ramp. But if you recall on July 28th, 2017, uh, at the official launch of the Model 3, it was on Tesla's website that, you know, first production cars were going to be coming in October, November uh, or actually I think they might've even said September at that point, but, uh, but they said on, on the official Tesla website, white interior coming would be coming in fall of 2017. So that it was, it was originally to plan to come online very shortly after production ramped. And then obviously they, they changed course on that. So, okay. I thought, well, I throw that, I threw that thought out there. That's that. But Elon replied to me again. A twofer, two in one day. He said, all-wheel drive and white interior in July. Air suspension probably later, reiterating his previous point. No, and then he says, note, that's when we start making them, he emphasizes the word start, that's when we start making them. Can't instantly fill all orders. Will take six plus months to do so. So unless I uh, am misinterpreting any of that, I don't think I am. I think I've got it pretty straight. We are looking at July deliveries. July production m- might mean August deliveries. So let's let's just allow for some uh, some padding there because uh, if they go into production with these options in July, it's not necessarily July 1st. It might be July 31st, but we are looking at all wheel drive, a performance option, uh, and a ultra white interior option being added into the, to the, uh, to the mix in July, uh, which is just two months from now. No smart air suspension. It is coming but it is not coming until sometime next year. Now, a number of you kind listeners saw this on Twitter, and and a number of you were asking me, well, gee, Ryan, what are you going to do? I know you mentioned your your driveway situation. You really wanted that, that uh, air suspension for that. Well, the uh, I, I have to say, I'm not going to wait for smart air suspension for two reasons. One, the tax credit. I mean, there is just a big financial interest to not wait. I would be sacrificing most likely, well, be sacrificing at least $3,750 worth of tax credit. And notice that Elon, he said probably next year. Now, he could have meant maybe it would sneak into the tail end of this year. I'm not sure he means 2020 for that, but you never quite know. The fact that he wasn't definitive about it just leads me to believe it is not, in a concrete place on the roadmap right now that it's just, it's, it's not a high, it's not the highest priority in the way that all wheel drive performance and ultra white interior are. So I, I can't wait for it for tax credit reasons. And quite frankly, uh, for my own sanity, I cannot wait for a air suspension. I would love it. I really want to be able to raise that car to get it out of my slightly angled driveway on the, uh, on the hill. But, um, what I, I'm literally going to look into, uh, having part of my driveway redone to see cause it's just one side cause I'm on an, my, I'm on an incline. So I'm going to see if maybe I could, I could get somebody out here to, uh, to do, to just redo the one side of my, the, the, the downhill side, which is where my current car just scrapes ever so slightly, uh, when I go out on that side uh, and, and just see if maybe that's enough of a difference to get the half an inch lower Model 3, the car's half an inch lower than my infinity now, hopefully maybe that could be enough to, to prevent, uh, bottoming out, and if not, I will have to, I, I don't know what options I'll have at my disposal at that point, but anyway, you don't care about that, I don't, I don't want to waste your time anymore with, uh, with my own driveway <laughs> issues, but, There you go. Some uh, significant news on Model 3 options that uh, many of us have been waiting for, at least waiting to hear about. Thank you very much to Elon Musk for indulging me in that. I know, Elon, you're not listening to this, but if you are, I know I've asked you uh, a number of times. I've been goofed on on Twitter uh, repeatedly for (laughs) for my continued persistence on these topics, but uh, I'm very, very grateful that uh, he took the time to make those clarifications and it, it really does help my planning. So now I know what I'm planning for. I uh, know n- not not that I'm not expecting air suspension. That's probably not gonna t- happen for me, but uh, I know that I can at least see what happens. We'll find out, like I said, should find out. The end By this time next week, hopefully, uh, if his timeline holds, if they start taking those initial orders, now you know, I, I am probably not in those initial orders because I wasn't at the front of the line, I'm not an employee. I suspect it's going to be employee cars first, but one some way somehow, as soon as that information goes into anyone's design studio, it is going to find its way online, and I will report it to you again, hopefully, on next week's show. So, huge stuff there. I was very fired. I've, I've been in an awesome mood today. Just so, so relieved and excited to learn these things. Uh, all right, so I've been I've been just yammering for 15 minutes on this topic. Let me move to a related topic. Speaking of options, Tesla options, let's talk about a new one for the Model S and the Model X that just added, was added with no fanfare, no announcement, just out of nowhere this week. Tesla has added an oak decor option for the model s and model x it is part of the cream in uh, premium interior package first of all i want to stop right there and say if no one else has beaten me to this can we all agree to call this the premium interior <laughs> sorry dad joke puns are great uh, but second, I have to say this, uh, take, if you take a look at it on the Tesla design studio, if you just go in there and configure any SRX, just go over to the interior tab, you'll see it there. It's very nice. It's a, uh, it's a much, it's, it's part of a light interior. Obviously the cream is a, uh, is very much an off. It's, it's basically if you took the old Tesla tan interior and literally mixed it. If you with uh, the ultra white interior, it's it's basically halfway between those two. So uh, it's got the light headliner, not the dark headliner that's found on the uh, the the well, actually the black in, the black seats. You have the choice of either light or dark interior, and then the ultra white interior comes with the dark the black headliner on the uh, on on the S and the X. But so it's a nice light, very airy kind of look to it. Uh, the wood itself, that oak decor is a very light wood color, a kind of a very tan wood color, as opposed, it's much lighter than the the other wood trim option for SNX, which is the figured ash, which is a much darker, sort of a much darker, richer color. So the one other thing to note about this is, uh, f- oddly, Tesla removed the cream option from the p100d so if you want to buy a p100d s or x you can't get it with a cream interior you can't get creamium <laughs> you can only get ultra white or black so I, sus- I suspect the only reason tesla would do that is if the amount of people ordering cream with a p100d was minuscule was just not worth the production hassle it takes to have that extra option in the mix so um, apologies if you were thinking about ordering a cream interior p100d you have apparently missed your chance to do that and you're, you're gonna have to choose from black or ultra white all right uh let's keep having fun i am in a again i'm in a very awesome mood today uh, i feeling great uh, I had a, I had a great time watching Silicon Valley on HBO last week, uh, not the, since most of you are going to hear this on Sunday or later, it's the last week's episode, not the season finale, the, the penultimate episode, uh, if you are watching that show, so Tesla turned up, it it has before, but it's, it, it was actually like a, 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 it was a B, it was like a B plot thread, it was one of the subplots in last week's episode of Silicon Valley, If you haven't been watching, so one of the main characters, and and all of them work at their own software startup, so the setup for this, I'm going to play you just a clip, uh, because I I, I encourage you to watch the show, because it is good, but, uh, so the setup for this is that one of the main characters of the show, Dinesh, has just bought a Tesla, and he's been completely obsessive over it ever since, which I think many of us can relate to, myself included, I'm going to be the same way. Uh, but of course, for comedic effect, the, the, the joke is he can't handle being one upped. He wants to be the Tesla guy in the office, and he doesn't want anyone else to have one or have a better one. So uh the uh but what happens is another coworker at the startup is buying one and Dinesh can't handle being one upped. So uh this clip is Dinesh talking to a tesla sales rep on the phone about what he could do to one-up the coworker who also wants to buy a model s so enjoy this clip from silicon valley season whatever this is five i think episode seven
1: so there is a mode above ludicrous mode am i correct
2: yes it's called plaid and it comes standard on the new tesla roadster
1: how do i get into one of these babies
2: simple you put down a $50,000 deposit today.
1: Okay.
2: And you'll be behind the wheel as soon as they become available.
1: And how quickly will that be, Stephanie?
2: Soon. We're thinking a few years, which goes by fast. <laughs> my daughter was a teenager in high school, and next thing I know.:
1: I'm gonna stop you right there. Your oily salesmanship is starting to really irritate me, okay? I need to maintain my Tesla superiority, and I need to do it now. Okay, I'm looking at a new set of wheels here, the 21-inch Arachnids.
2: Very nice, but they're not for sale. You can only get them through our referral awards program. You refer three other customers to us, they buy a vehicle, and zoop, zoop, you get the wheels.
1: So, if I get more people to buy Teslas, then I will have the wheels, and no one else can get them.
0: Not even Danny.
2: I'm sorry, who's Danny?
0: What was extra fun about that? If you watch the scene, they actually set up a mock Tesla office for that shot that looks rather authentic. Like it's the woman's at the at a desk at like a nice desk. It looks like it could be at at the Fremont corporate headquarters or the the Palo Alto corporate headquarters uh, with with a red wall in the background with the the big Tesla letters. Like it was really cool. It was uh, it was good to see that and and so. If you're either an avid HBO watcher, or you listen to this podcast, or both, uh, you know that this is not the first time that a recent HBO comedy has prominently featured Tesla as part of a storyline. The Model S and its horn were fodder for a subplot in the most recent season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I played that clip back after that aired. But what I really liked about this, besides just seeing Tesla feature prominently in, in one of my favorite shows. And uh, besides the, the bit just being funny, which it certainly was in Curb Your Enthusiasm as well, was that what I loved about this, they got all of the information exactly correct. They did not get anything wrong. The arachnid wheels, totally right. Uh, the Roadster deposit amount of $50,000 they got right. The plaid mode in the new Roadster, etc. So whoever the writers tasked with fact-checking that, did a flawless job so if you happen to be out there kudos to you all right back to the tesla news proper this week there is plenty more of it to go over a new model 3 feature has been added in the latest firmware update this is fantastic it's auto dimming high beams so i i've had the chance to test this feature out on model s in the past and I have to say, it's pretty handy. It's not a thing you'd leave on all the time, but if you're you're not right in a city or a suburb, if you're off the beaten path a little bit, and it's a situation that calls for your brights, you can turn them on, and then you don't have to worry about flicking them back off again every t- single time another car comes from the opposite direction. What happens is that the car's cameras will see that other car, maybe just the headlights, and they will turn them back to to the regular headlights, the low beams, for you, and then they'll go back to high beams after that car has passed. I I mean, this is a fairly valuable feature that's found on the more expensive Model S and Model X, and now it's been added to the Model 3 for free. I love that. But what's interesting, (laughs) this goes the other way too this week. It wasn't just the Model 3 getting something from the S and the X, The S and the X are getting something that the Model 3 has had, and they're getting it for free as well in the not-too-distant future. A smartphone key option is coming soon to the Model S and the Model X. If you don't want to necessarily have to do anything with your fob, you could technically leave it at home once this feature is enabled. Elon Musk saying on Twitter, quote, Yeah, we will add that as a feature. All X and S will soon work with no key If your phone pairs with Bluetooth, signal strength is high and you enable the feature. This will work on the entire SNX fleet, even first production units. So you don't need any newer version of the car, nothing, just every single SNX. Uh, And then he finishes by saying, cool part about software, pardon me, cool thing about software upgrades is that we can keep making your car better long after you bought it. Uh, Oh, and there was another bit too, the media UI in the Model 3 got a refresh. So, uh, if you are a current Model 3 owner, you are probably going to be very, very eagerly anticipating this update to push to your car. If you have not already received it, you've got some excellent stuff to look forward to between that, uh, that media UI refresh for your music, as well as those auto dimming Uh, high beam headlight option that is fantastic stuff next up this week tesla released a new video as part of their quarterly uh basically company meeting thing a uh, the video is simply titled tesla 2018 and that video gives us our first look at the remember the matte black alpha prototype from the march 31st 2016 event uh, it's that's the one. It's the early. I mean, you could you remember it because it's matte black. But it's the earlier of the two. The, the silver one, the with the with the ten thousand dollar ridiculous awesome paint job, was the later version that they did all their promotional ph- mat- uh, photography and video with up until this point. Anyway, uh, the matte black one has the older Model S style door handles. Um, we don't actually know if they retract out like Model S. I don't think so. I think they, they cantilever just like the, the, um, the production Model 3 ones do. They're just, they're shaped like the Model S handles rather than the kind of hockey stick shape of the production Model 3. But anyway, uh, I, I watch that and it's, it's the, what it is, it, it's a bunch of different shots, some cool stuff, but there's a couple of shots of the matte black alpha prototype complete with its 20-inch aero wheels zipping around inside the Tesla factory because there's still a lot of open space in there. If you've ever been there, it's not all just wall-to-wall machinery at least not yet. There are still open spaces in there. Uh and the cars just it's it's like just glamour shots of the cars zooming around in there and and I saw that and laughed because I thought Well, that's where that car's been this whole time. Joy riding around inside the Fremont factory. Because we really, for the most part, we haven't seen that car since spring of 2016. Like, it was photographed a couple of times outside of the uh, reveal event in, in the sort of immediate wake of that, but then that car disappeared from public view, and it was not seen again until this video. Uh... So if you haven't seen the video yet, it's definitely worth checking out because another cool thing, it's on Tesla's YouTube page, by the way. Another cool thing in that video, uh, there is a, a really neat shot of some wild horses running uh, near the Gigafactory, like sort of up on a, on a Mesa in, in the wintertime. So that's kind of a cool look. And there's uh, there's some cool shots from inside the factory And then the other thing that's cool about it is there's some really fun next-gen Roadster footage, including the end of it is uh, a few sort of cockpit views of looking at the passenger seat when they were giving test rides at the Semi and Roadster unveiling event, including one of the people featured in there is my friend Ben Sullins from Teslanomics. He was on here. You remember him uh, when he... He came on for a little interview. Uh, was that, I guess, late last year, somewhere around there? But uh, we also get, in addition to those people just being pinned in their seats by the, the Roadster's acceleration, there's a neat shot. It's a first-person shot of the Roadster launching. And it's so it's as if you're in the driver's seat. I guess they strapped a GoPro on, on somebody. And uh, it's... You can see, which I'd I'd never seen in any other pictures before, or seen anybody talk about. There's a tiny little screen in there, not like a Tesla screen, not a, but just like a little, almost like little LCD readout of some kind, like in the in the that in the the slot, you know, that where the the air vents are, the the blade system in Model Three. Uh, it's, it's, there's like a little screen in there, like between the, behind the steering wheel, which I presume shows the speed of, of the car, I would suspect, but, uh, it is hard to read. You can't make out what's on that screen in this video, but in any case, like I said, it's, it's effectively a sizzle reel. I'm not going to play anything from it here because all you'd hear would be music, but cool video worth taking a look at if you find yourself on uh, on youtube head on over to tesla's page there all right next up this week we finally this week got a real explanation of what happened with the headliner material in the model 3 courtesy of a wall street journal article about tesla and their very silicon valley style nimble production strategy that's in contrast to other automakers where tesla you know really adapts on the fly. That's what the piece is about. So here is the excerpt with regard to headliner gate. They say, quote, consider the A-pillar, the support at the front of the car that holds a side of the windshield. Initially, the A-pillar on the Model 3 wasn't fitting snugly with the roof liner and the edge of the dashboard, which was bugging company leadership even after the car went on sale engineers redesigned the piece on the fly switching the material covering the pillar so it could fit more tightly end quote so there you go now we know why the premium textile material is on there and the Alcantara is not and you know I don't want to I don't want to dredge up this art this thing again but if Tesla had just said something to that effect when they made the change you know something like, we were having quality control issues with the original material, so we switched it. Then, if they just said that, then I think a lot of people, including me, would have been very accepting of it. I, you know, it's, it, it was just the whole way that was brushed aside and, and barely addressed at all that, that just didn't sit right with me at the time, uh, along with a number of other people. Well, I mean, that, and it was kind of unfortunate that some people got mismatched headliner and sun visor material... Which was, you know, that's less than ideal when you're picking up a $50,000 car from (laughs) a brand new car that you've been waiting a long time for. But, you know, so so again, Tesla could have handled that better. And if they just have acknowledged that, uh, you know, just acknowledged that there was a production issue with the material itself, I think we could have all just accepted that and moved on. But it is, I am happy. I I don't want to, again, I don't want to dredge it up. I'll just say I I am happy to know the real story now. And at least we know. Moving on, not done yet. Still a few more stories to talk about. Connecticut, as a number of you may know, has, especially if you live in Connecticut and you're a Tesla fan, Connecticut's been one of the states where Tesla has had to continue to fight to win the right to legally sell their vehicles direct to consumers in that state. Unfortunately, I learned this week via the Tesla Reddit that the Connecticut legislative session ended at mid, uh, this uh, one day this past week, it ended without a vote on House Bill 5310 that would have allowed Tesla to sell their cars legally in Connecticut. So uh, that means, with that legislative session ending, no action will be taken on that again for quite some time, meaning that a lot of you connecticut-based model threes uh folks waiting for model threes a lot of those cars that are going to get sold in the second half of this year as production ramps hits that 5k a week mark you know you you folks may end up inconvenienced with regard to you know a lot of things potentially ta- even the, the, the taking the delivery of your car it's it's really a shame that they won't even bring it bring it up to a vote I genuinely, I genuinely feel bad for you, Connecticut folks, Michigan too, as well as you know all the the everybody in the handful of states left that are in this situation. And uh, it's you know it's just it's a tough spot to be in. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm confident that the the war will be won. These are battles within that war. Not every battle is easy. Uh, so it's just keep if you're in Connecticut when that next legislative session comes around, please, you know, continue. If you're, if you want to fight for this, keep petitioning, contacting your, uh, your, your elected representatives and, and try to make your voice heard as a citizen to try and get this at least voted on. If, uh, if, and hopefully passed. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if I have any listeners in the country of Turkey, but if so, here is some good news for you. Courtesy of Elon Musk, on Twitter, he says, quote, that they are launching, Tesla will officially launch in Turkey, quote, towards the end of next year. By the way, planning to launch, oh, sorry, I misread that. Let me try that again. Planning to launch Tesla in Turkey later this year, love your country, and will be there in person for the launch, end quote. Always good to see Tesla move into new markets in order, I mean, primarily to bring these great cars to more people that is what we want to see uh and and Elon really putting his money where his mouth is after talking about the the great short burn of the century coming up Elon went out this week he bought about 10 million dollars worth of Tesla stock to add to his position which seemed just from keeping an eye on things seemed to add a bit of investor confidence as the sto- the, the stock saw some gains this week Uh, it, I'll tell you, it, it definitely, I'm not a wall street guy. I'm not a a trader, but it definitely makes me feel comforted when I see him do that because, uh, it's, it's not just, doesn't just give me more confidence in the company itself, but it actually comforts me as a Tesla super fan to know that he has a, he owns a larger and larger interest, a larger and larger share of the company because, I don't want anyone to ever threaten his place at Tesla because he is, to me, as I've said before, you know, it's not to disparage any of the other amazing people at Tesla, but to Elon Musk to me is the key to Tesla's survival and success. I mean, it, it is going to take him continuing to b- provide his brand of leadership and and really just his brand of of defense against all of the the attacks from so many different angles. Tesla is, is under attack at all times from from so many different places. So uh good news there, glad to see uh Elon ponying up another 10 mil worth of stock. Now speaking of and I mentioned Turkey there a minute ago, speaking of Tesla's in non-American countries, I would like to congratulate the first batch of Canadian Model 3 owners. The first folks took delivery of their cars late this week. My friend, and a certainly a friend of the show, Trevor Page of the Model 3 Owners Club, he managed to find out where those cars were coming in, and he got himself there and watched them come in, watched them get prepped, watched them get delivered, spoke with the first owners. So uh, you can check out the forum, check out his channel if you want to see more about that. So great stuff, the, the Canadian cars... Are are rolling out now. I wasn't sure if the if Canadians the Canadian cars would get their own series of of VIN numbers. So if it would start at number one, but uh, talk to Trevor, evidently not. Evidently, it is the same batch of VIN numbers. I don't know if that's going to be the case for all cars worldwide or just North America, maybe. But if you're curious, like maybe if you're if you're a Canadian listener of mine who's maybe going to be taking delivery soon, but you haven't got your VIN number yet. Uh, you, you, w- doesn't look like you're going to get, a, a you know, a super, super low VIN, but, uh, you'll be, they'll be picking up where they, where they've left off with United States VIN numbers. Finally, this week, yes, one more story to get to. I know the show is already, it's already very long and I haven't even gotten to the Ride the Lightning hotline, which skipped last week because of the, uh, the investor call, I can't skip it again. we got to get to these calls. we got to get you guys heard because I've, I've got a ton of great questions queued up, so we'll get to that in a minute. But finally this week, before I move on to the Ride the Lightning hotline, I wanted to wish a very, very happy 50th birthday to none other than Franz von Holzhausen, Tesla's chief designer. Franz, if you by some chance happen to hear this, I want to say really sincerely, thank you for designing beautiful cars that excite me, that motivate me, that inspire me. Uh, I would not be doing a pod, I gotta say, I would not be doing this podcast. Tesla is many things, and and there are many reasons why I love it, but I really, I don't think I'd be doing this podcast if if the car looked like the Leaf, the first generation Leaf, if Teslas looked like leaves, This, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be here, here together at all. I would not be doing this, you would not be hearing this, You'd be doing something else with your time right now. So Franz, I want to say that just, yeah, thank you for designing beautiful cars that just happen to be electric and they're better off for it, as we've learned. They're designed for that. Uh, Franz, your your work is clean. It's minimalist while also being very forward-thinking and, and dare I say even futuristic. And you know, look no further than the Model 3 and the front end of that car. I mean, remember, a lot of us, A lot of us were a little kind of like, I don't know about Model 3 when we first saw it because it was bold and different, but now we all love it. I sure do. So Franz, I think you've done an amazing job inside and out on the Model 3 and I can't wait to get mine. Happy 50th birthday to you. Uh, All right, friends. That wraps it up for this week in Tesla news. Again, plenty more to get to. So many great topics to discuss uh, from all of your wonderful calls in the Ride the Lightning hotline. Stick around, won't you? I'll get to that right after this. All right, it is Ride the Lightning Hotline time. It's your time to shine. Your calls, your your questions, your comments, your discussion topics. By the way, please keep them coming. I suspect after the Elon tweets that we went over at the top, plus all the other Tesla news from this week, that you will have plenty of questions, comments, and discussion topics. So the way to participate in this, it's very easy. You have two ways to go. You can either take out your smartphone, use the built-in voice recorder in there, Uh, record a question, try to keep it to a minute, minute and a half tops, please. And email that file to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can call and leave a message. Just dial up the Ride the Lightning hotline. It's a toll free number. Ring it up It's 1-888-989-8752. Again, that's 1-888-989-TSLA, if that helps you remember a little bit. And I'll mention, of course, that if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted like I do with them here, or you can put them onto a keepsake of your choosing. Visit lifeonrecord.com. If you'd like to learn more, let's kick it off with Matthew in Colorado has a question about autopilot. Matthew, you're on the air.
3: Hi, it's Matthew here and from Colorado. And I had a question about the signs and how autopilot uses them. So I know that the cameras on the Tesla um are used in the autopilot to sense for speeds and when to slow down. I was just wondering, once it snowed the other day, that the signs were covered in snow. I just wondered, how would that affect the autopilot and how it is used? Thanks. Love your show
0: thank you for your call, Matthew. Uh, so autopilot can indeed read speed limit signs and lower your speed accordingly. If you have it set to do so, if the car can't see it because it's obstructed, be it because of snow or a tree branch or something, it's just, it's not going to adjust the speed at all. So that's why it's very important for the driver to be alert and ready to take control with autopilot, including adjusting the speed at all times. That is, that is one reason why it's super important. Thankfully, that's a bit easier now that a, a recent, at least if you're in a Model 3, uh, now that a, a recent software update enables you to adjust that Model 3 autopilot speed and follow distance with those steering wheel scroll buttons. And of course, the S and the X have that easy-peasy autopilot stalk uh, on the steering column to accomplish that with in the future, when the system matures and we do eventually get to level four, full self-driving, I would have to think that the autopilot system would have to know what the speed limit is in a given area from fleet learning in case that sign is covered by snow. So, uh, I would, I'm hoping I would expect anyway that that's going to be a feature of it in time is it will fleet learn. It'll know the speed limits for every zone everywhere on, on every road. And it'll know where you are, of course, via GPS. So Matthew, thank you so much for that. Excellent call. Let's move next to Tom in Minneapolis, who is eagerly awaiting his model three delivery date and has a, a couple of interesting questions. Tom, let me see if I can help you out.
4: Hey Ryan, this is Tom from Minneapolis. I'm a longtime listener of the show. Thanks for a great, upbeat podcast every week. As a fan of Tesla since hearing about the Roadster, I've been waiting for my turn to be able to purchase a fun, affordable EV. I recently put in my order, and I am waiting on a delivery date. I'm really excited and can't wait to upgrade from a pokey and boring Toyota Prius to a sporty Model 3. I had a couple questions for you. Number one. Due to my budget, I went with the 18-inch aero wheels. Do you think there will be affordable aftermarket options for 19-inch wheels in the future? I was wondering how current owners of the Model S feel about the aftermarket wheels. Spending $3,500 for 19s on the Tesla site seems a little outrageous. Are there reliable alternatives? Question number two. As a PS4 and Xbox One owner, how likely is it I will see a Model 3 in a driving game anytime soon? keep up
0: the great work. Thanks. Great to hear from you, Tom. To answer your questions, I want to start by pointing out that you said the 19-inch wheels were $3,500 on the Model 3. They are $1,500 uh, over the default 18-inch wheels that come with the car. So I'm not sure if you just misspoke there, but I wanted to note that in case it changes the equation for you and just make sure everybody else is clear on it as well. But yes, with hundreds of thousands of Model 3s hitting the road in the coming years, the immediate coming years, I expect we are going to see plenty of aftermarket wheel options. You've got a company called T-Sportline that's already at it. They sort of specialize in Tesla stuff. Others are no doubt going to follow soon. Now, as for your second question, I love this question because, of course, it it merges my two worlds together, video games and Tesla. Uh, I would seriously doubt that we see the Model 3 in any video game until that performance version hits, which now we know looks like it's going to be July slash August. So that's good. Unfortunately, that will still rule it out for this year's inevitable Forza game. It's unannounced, but Microsoft has has been going every other year with the Forza Motorsport, and then the next year Forza Horizon, then Motorsport, then Horizon. It's a Horizon year We're almost certainly going to be getting a Forza Horizon game, although, you know, nothing official has come out about it yet. I I expect that will get announced at E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, which of course is my, uh, my industry's big, big convention every year down in Los Angeles coming up in, oh my goodness, it's a month away. Help me, you guys. Oh man, it's going to be, it's going to be tough trying to get the show done that week, but as usual, I will make it happen. Anyway, um, oh, that's what I was saying. So, it's too late to, to make this year's inevitable Forza game. It might even be too late for next year's because, you know, I'm not a developer, I'm not a super expert, but I, you know, I cover this business for a living and with Forza, like they, they work pretty far in advance on a lot of that stuff as far as sourcing the cars. And actually the process of getting a car into a video game is pretty involved it's really cool actually there's a lot of a ton of reference photography a ton of audio recording all kinds of neat stuff um anyway on the as far as other games besides Forza you've got Gran Turismo which is Sony's big racing series that's more of a wild card here because you just never know when one is going to release like they're they've been great games but they come out a lot more sporadically than Forza do Forza does pardon me The, uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see about other ones. There's project cars. They had their sequel project cars two came out last fall. So, um, maybe if they're, they're taking a two-year development cycle, which is pretty likely, I would expect project cars three in the fall of 2019, which, which would probably mean there's time to get the model three in there. Um, anyway, I, what I, I am very confident about that it's probably going to be the performance version that does make it into any game, and since we still don't even know the specs of performance, uh, although again, next week hopefully, yay, we should have, we might learn this next week. Um, yeah, I, I expect 2019 would be the soonest that we'll see the Model 3 in any in any uh, driving video game, but it will happen. I am confident. Next up, Austin from DC, he reacts to Brian from Minneapolis from I guess two weeks ago now about those age 21 test drives. So Austin, what can you tell us about this?
3: Hi Ryan, uh, enjoy the podcast. This is Austin from DC. I'm calling in response to Brian from Minneapolis's call about test drive and having to be 25. Um, I actually, at the time, um, I tried to test drive a Model S, had the same experience Um, and looking at the website um, and then actually going in and um, being denied a test drive uh, because I wasn't 25 at the time. So, um, just wanted to let you know, it was actually the um, Tyson's Tesla store, uh, the store in Tyson's, Virginia. Um, But I ended up getting a, you know, a, a nice, lengthy um ride in the Tesla, got to do a zero to sixty launch um with the Tesla representative and um you know got to see the car. So um just to let you know it's it's not um you know it's not twenty one as the site uh site says so. Alright.
0: Anyway, love the podcast. Thanks. I appreciate you adding your experience to this Austin. Uh, I hate to play a call and then not have useful information for you uh, in reply, but I just wanted to pass along. I did go ahead and email Tesla about this, since I can't definitively help you myself. Unfortunately, they have not returned my uh, my email as of recording time here on Friday night, but uh, perhaps if we're lucky, they'll have, they'll have replied to me sometime next week in time for for next week's show. So stay tuned there. Next up, let's go to Winnie in Los Angeles. Just took delivery of her Midnight Silver Model 3 and wanted to talk a little bit about it, a particular topic that parents might be keen to listen to. Winnie, go ahead.
5: Hello, Ryan. This is Winnie from Los Angeles. I just received my Midnight Silver Metallic Model 3 on April 25th. Uh, Just picked it up from Marina Del Rey. It was incredible. Very excited. We were actually concerned about the um, space we would have in the passenger seat with a rear-facing convertible car seat. They're the most giant car seats ever. Um, We actually have the Britex Advocate, which is probably one of the bigger ones in in the convertible car seat, uh, realm. And we were pleasantly surprised that, um, we could put the, the passenger seat very comfortably back and recline the back of the, the passenger seat, no problems, plenty of room, um, with the rear facing car seat behind it. And we're coming from a Lexus RX 330, and my husband believes that there's actually more room lengthwise in the Model 3 interior than in our Lexus RX. So, just for information for all the moms out there, and dads, that um, they don't have to be concerned that their car seats will not fit in the model three lengthwise. Um I think the width wise it's it's not as wide as the RX. We're probably missing like three two or three inches, but um lengthwise there's a smidge more room than our RX. Okay, just wanted everybody to know. Thank you.
0: Thank you for sharing that Winnie and hey congratulations on that new model three. Uh, we did get a demonstration way back in 2016 after the reveal, where Tesla showed that you can fit three of a certain kind of car seat. It was a, a fancy narrow one, might have been Recaro, if I remember right. Anyway, you could that if you got that sort of one kind, there you could get three of them in the back seat. But I think it'll be much more common for folks to wonder about exactly what you've just described. The car seats fit lengthwise uh it's great to hear that the front seats don't have to scrunch way up in order to accommodate car seats in the back i I am now uh i'm in the booster seat phase myself with my kid but uh you better believe that i absolutely are i I use a seat protector underneath that and i'm going to be bringing that into my ultra white interior model 3 you better (laughs) you better believe it uh cheers winnie thank you so much for sharing that. Let's go next to James from here in the Bay Area. Uh who is uh getting a little a little down on uh on delivery timing. It's been a long wait. Let's see if we can help out. James, go ahead.
1: Hey Ryan, how's it going? This is James from the Bay Area. Uh yeah. Really quick, so just doing some basic math here and I'm pretty sure you can correct me, because you know, I don't know. That's why I'm calling in. You're the expert. Um Let's say they've delivered 25,000 Model 3s, okay? And Elon gets the Fremont factory to the way they wanted, and he's cranking out 5,000 a week. So May, June, July, August, you know, that would only be 125,000 Model 3s. Now, if I'm not mistaken, when Elon took the stage, before he physically revealed the car, he was on stage and they had a counter behind him. He was at 120,000, right? Or around there. Again, please correct me. So by August, they're only still on the day ones. Is that not correct? Or, you know, because my wife and I we didn't reserve on day one, but I'm just, you know, looking over my abacus here. And uh yeah, I'm just like, it I don't think we'll get the cars in that projected window. And they're still gonna implement the, the, the um all wheel drive model that you and others are waiting for. You know what I mean? So it just, uh, yeah, again, I'm hanging in there and uh, just just looking for some insight because we didn't reserve on day one and my time window was like June or something and I don't see that happening. Anyways, let me know, Ryan. Love the show. Listen every week and uh, shout out to uh, DTB. All right, Ryan. I think I can help you here, James, and I do have good news
0: for you. Yes, there are upwards of half a million reservations for this car, but there are so many variables involved that it's not as simple as you just not reserving on day one so that they'd still be on the day one reservation holders, and that is good news for you. Now, you have to remember that U.S. and Canadian reservations are getting first priority. From there, plenty of people Uh, like me are holding out for something other than the first production configuration, whether it's standard battery, dual motor performance, the ultra white interior, or that smart air suspension that we just learned isn't coming until 2019. Tesla has been moving through the list, just looking for anyone and everyone who wants to go ahead and take that first production configuration. So if you've got June in your delivery estimator, I think you can reasonably expect that you're going to get your invitation to configure a first production design in that window, unless something else goes terribly wrong with the schedule. And it doesn't seem that way. It seems like everything's actually going quite right. Things are getting better and better on that front. And, uh, that's great news for all of us. So James, I hope that helps, or at least makes you feel a little bit better about things. We're going to go next to Travis in Ohio reacting to last week's wild shareholders call so travis here on the air
6: hi ryan it's travis from ohio i just had a few thoughts on the shareholders call when elon cut off the analyst's question about how many reservation holders were configuring when invited the stock price plummeted and wall street and the press really didn't like that but i don't think it's because they actually think that tesla has some big secret that they're hemorrhaging reservation holders that there's not enough demand clearly Tesla has plenty of demand. So I think it's really just that Wall Street felt insulted by how its analysts were treated. And why did Elon do that? Well, I think it's because he despises Wall Street and having to go through the whole song and dance of keeping the investors happy. He's said before that he wishes that Tesla could be privately held, and he made that clear in this call again. Um, but now he's feeling so confident that they've got this thing... Um, sorted out and that he's gonna be very profitable in the next few quarters, that he feels like he doesn't need to continue with this charade. And so he just let them know how he really felt. And I think that really reflects on the strong position that the company's in, if anything. All right, thank you.
0: Thank you for your take on this, Travis, because as you heard last week, my take was a bit different. Now we can both be right on this potentially, and Elon is probably going to be asked about this again. Uh, even though he has already followed up and addressed it on twitter and i wonder if he'll show any more remorse uh or or regret for that behavior um you know i i think he's already kind of owned it and and uh, more or less apologized on twitter but it's certainly you know it it didn't help re- elon's relationship with wall street uh though i i think it's quite clear as you well noted that he doesn't really care about what wall street thinks of him so it's uh it's done it's uh, i think he learned a lesson from that that's really the takeaway i got from uh from his follow-up saying that he should have handled that differently but thanks for the call travis we're moving right along we're going to jim in phoenix as the weather heats up down in phoenix jim his garage is heating up because it has got a fire model 3 in it and that's i think that's the right the kids say fire now as a uh as an adjective <laughs> i don't i'm too old i'm too old for this stuff uh, Jim from Phoenix has some tips for you, people that are about to be like me and, you know, not too distant future in the coming months, they're going to become first time Tesla owners. Jim, what have you got for us?
7: Hey, I really enjoy your podcast. This is Jim from Phoenix and Hey, big news here. I received my model three, uh, last Saturday and it is really, really nice. Uh, but just wanted to give you, uh, a few heads up, uh, the things I've kind of learned just with with one week, uh, it's just give yourself a little time to get used to it. Uh, you know, I had never driven in a, an electric car, and, you know, the regen took a little, you know, getting used to, you know, for the first few days. And, you know, it's kind of like the first time with a smartphone. Um, you know, you, you know everything's there, but you don't know how to get to it. Uh, so that's taken a little bit getting used to. You know, and also this is kind of strange. Like I never used to have my phone on Bluetooth, uh, but now I have my phone on Bluetooth, and I find I really need to power up my my uh, phone a little bit more because of the power um, that Bluetooth requires on my phone. Um, so I have an extra charger at work now that I didn't uh, that I didn't use to use. Um, and then also, um, always, 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 you know, bring your backup key. Always have it with you. Uh, 95% of the time, the car syncs with my phone real well, and I can just walk up to it and and open the door. But, you know that, uh, you know just that one time it didn't. You know I had a, you know it felt really comforting to have that backup key. And you know while while you're talking about backup keys, you know it's probably worth an extra five dollars. Um, that's what they charged me to get um, an extra backup key. So I got a pair. Um, but, um, you know, really enjoying the, the car and uh, thanks so much for your podcast. Thanks for encouraging uh, me while I uh, <laughs> have to spend the time for, on a rental car for, for nine months. Uh, but thanks so much. Uh, really enjoy it.
0: Bye. Thanks for your call, Jim. And hey, congratulations. Uh, now, see, here's what you can do. You can listen to the podcast from inside your own Tesla. Uh, a couple things here. First, if Bluetooth is draining your phone a bit, That's obviously normal. Uh, Bluetooth is a a bit of a a power-hungry technology in the phone. Remember that you can dock it in that center console so that you can at least maintain your charge, if not get a little bit more juice out of it from your car. I know that might not be super convenient. You'd rather just leave it in your pocket. And depending on the phone case you're using, it might not fit super nicely in that dock. Now, there is a company that's making a Qi wireless charging mat to go in that docking area of the model three center console. I have just ordered mine this week because they finally had been on the, the I'd signed up to be on basically the list for it. And they finally just started taking their first wave of orders this week. They're supposed to be shipping out relatively soon. I think when I get mine, I'm going to uh, get in touch with Michael from Millbrae, see if he wants to get together and we can maybe test it in his car Take it out and see see how it goes. I've I've got an iPhone 10. Uh, it's sitting and I've got it in Apple's standard basic silicon case. So I think that case is supposed to be Qi compatible. So that I figure that's a, that's a good test case for. It. In fact, I think Michael has a has an iPhone 10 as well. So we could actually we could put both of our 10s on that mat and see see how it does. And and I'll definitely once I do get a chance to test it out, I will absolutely report back here on the podcast and let you guys know if I think that thing is worth buying or not. And the other thing I wanted to mention was something that you touched on kind of in passing there. The fact that the Model 3 is going to be, for many folks, the first time they've ever driven, let alone owned, an electric vehicle. I am super excited for those people. It's going to be like teleporting into the future. I mean, that's, I think back, I remember the first time I drove a Tesla, which I've, I told the story, I think on episode one, uh, about, it was the Roadster uh, back in 2009. You know, I didn't really know much about Tesla and it, it, it changed my, it changed my, I mean, it totally changed my life. Like it, I, I don't say that. I know that's like a big thing to say, but it, in its own way, it changed my life. Like it was, uh, it's crazy how much of an effect driving that, driving a Tesla for the first time had on me. So I look forward to other people sharing in, in a similar experience. Alrighty, we're still going. We've got uh, one, two, three more excellent calls to get to. Let's uh, go next to Greg in Wisconsin. He's been listening for a while and he has a very good question about supercharging. Greg, you're on the air.
8: Hello, Ryan. This is Greg from McQuin, Wisconsin. I just wanted to say that I have enjoyed listening to your show for the full length of time I've owned my Tesla. I got one of the first all-wheel drive uh, versions that came out in 2015, and I have a reservation in now for the Model 3. My question is, will version 3 of the supercharger work with all Teslas or will connector changes be required for a higher charge rate? Meaning, is he going to be producing um, cars differently to accommodate for the higher charge rate? That's one question. The other one is a request, which is, in terms of walking away from the car and having it lock automatically, I wonder if, if there is a way to program that so that it can lock within five seconds of you getting out of the car or 10 seconds of you getting out of the car. Just have it to be user control. Sometimes I do worry, depending on where I'm parking, that the car is left um, automatically to lock at a longer wait time than I would like. I know there's an option of pressing the key fob to get it to lock automatically but I would like to see that being a user control setting. Thank you, and continue great luck to you.
0: This is a great question, Greg. There are theoretical maximum charging limits for current Tesla batteries, but I confess I could not find exact numbers in the online research I was doing on this. But the short version is that no, I'm pretty sure that a potential 200 kilowatt or 250 kilowatt charge rate in the V3 of supercharger is not going to work in existing cars. Now, no, I am not 100% confident in that answer. Um, So just take that with a grain of salt. If there are any uh, electrical engineers out there that might be able to clarify or even correct me if I'm wrong on this, please do call in or email me. Let me know. As to your time-based walk-away locking idea, I love that idea, Greg. That is a fantastic idea. It could easily be set up to be a toggle in the UI. I hope somebody on the Tesla software team hears this and adds that to the feature roadmap. Uh, if in, unless maybe it could already be on there for all we know, but if it's not, I hope it is now. Thank you so much for calling. Next up. Uh, Remember Robert from Piedmont? He is the person that was having some body shop trouble with his wife's Model S. Well, he's got an update on that that might be uh, uh, of interest to folks. So, Robert, what have you got?
9: Ryan, this is Robert from Piedmont. I called a couple weeks ago about the body shop question. Uh, Your show is amazing. I love the feedback and the additional questions and answers uh, on my original question, so I really appreciate it. You'll be glad to know we did get the model S back about a week ago maybe it was just good luck we, we uh, left a message on your podcast to finally get it back um, I've got another question uh, just real quick and it's a little bit about software um, I heard there was a new software update uh, 2018 dot I think 14 and I'm at 2018.14. dot twelve and i 've been waiting for this new software update, and i 've got a Model x one hundred D you know which I got in November so i 'm just wondering why does Tesla make some of of their uh, customers wait extra long for software updates I guess it 's a server issue where they 're just trying to send it out. I did hear that Elon was going to set it up in the future where you could do a software update um and actually choose which one you wanted which would be great but i'm sitting here kind of biting my nails waiting for that one uh because i heard it does speed up the the input on the icu uh the big screen in the middle anyway wondering what your thoughts are on that thanks very much and enjoy the show so much bye
0: robert you are correct that elon took a suggestion on twitter to request the latest software update odds are it will happen We have seen crowdsourced suggestions become real features before, but it's anybody's guess as to when that will happen. So for now, you're at the mercy of the software rollout. Nobody knows the logic behind it. I mean, does it go to people closest to service centers first? Does it go to people in one region first, etc.? But it is definitely partially a bandwidth issue, as you mentioned, and and no doubt it's also partially a fleet security issue. What I mean by that is if some bug starts showing up as it rolls out that Tesla didn't expect, they can halt the rollout before it's gone fleet-wide. I can understand that you want that UI speed boost. The only known way to force an update, though, is to have your service center push it. But uh, you can't just go in and ask for that because they're busy. They're busy folks. You'd have to be in there for something else already, but I'm glad you got your model S back from that body shop. Robert, uh, best of luck to you. Happy electric motoring. drive that, drive that nicely repaired car in good health. One more call from, uh, Aaron and Larry, two gentlemen calling in together from Seattle. Uh, they have a fun little topic to bring up. Well, I'll just let them explain it. Aaron and Larry, you're on the air.
10: Hey, Ryan. This is Aaron from Seattle. I'm here with my friend, Larry. Hey, Ryan. Listen to the show all the time, and we're really excited to talk to you. Hopefully, you'll air our question. Our question is this. So we were wondering, you know, I've noticed like Corvette owners have like kind of a wave they do when you see another Corvette. Is there a tesla acknowledgement or or greeting that we should be doing larry and i both are tesla owners yep. we often wave of each other but i'm not sure if that extends to the entire community or not do we do, do, is it just tesla s's or x's or do we include the threes we don't know what to do or what do we do we need your help ryan The other day, for example, I saw three. I got so excited. I raised my hands up in excitement, and they waved back to me, I think, seeing my excitement. It was kind of a fun moment, and I thought, if there isn't one, maybe we could start this through Ride the Lightning and just say, listen, if you're a Ride the Lightning user and you see a Tesla, give a wave. Do do you toot the horn? Do you give a wave? Do you flash the lights? Help us ride. Winchill wipers. We need your guidance. Yeah. Keep up the great work. We love the show. Thank you.
0: Hmm. Aaron and Larry, huh? His voices sound a little familiar. (laughs) If uh, if you follow my work at IGN and you are an Xbox fan, you may also recognize the voices of Aaron and Larry. Anyway, gentlemen, to answer your question, believe it or not, I have thought about this before. Maybe you actually probably do believe that because you know how crazy I am when it comes to all things Tesla. So with the Model S, I had heard that early owners there was waving that would go on people would acknowledge each other um in fact i got to review the 2013 p85 model s so this was pretty early. it was in the end of may actually it was almost this time of year it was uh, gosh wow five years ago wow um and there weren't a ton of them on the road at that point and the the few i did see when i was out driving it for the review i did actually i waved at a couple people and one or two of them waved back now, with the Model X, I always thought it would be cool. You could put your X on if you're, you know, if you're in a safe, if you're in an autopilot safe situation, you could do autopilot and then put your hand, put your arms up in an X shape. I like to sort of acknowledge, you know, to acknowledge the other person. I thought that's, that could be fun, right? But for the Model 3, I came up with one a long time ago. Long-time listeners might remember this. A lot of you, this might be new. I'm going to give it to you. This is... It's it's silly, it's fun, I doubt it'll catch on, but I'm just throwing it out there. I think this is pretty cool. I think this is the perfect thing. So for the model three wave, here is the my proposal. Here's how model three owners should acknowledge each other. So if you take, take either of your hands, make the okay sign. So you're gonna take your index finger and your thumb and join the tips of those to make a circle. And then you've got your other three fingers up. So you're basically saying it's like, you know, that the okay sign, like, hey, pretty cool. Like, that's cool. You're acknowledging the other person's car. And how many fingers are sticking up? One, two, three for Model 3. Nailed it. <laughs> I think it's fun anyway. So that that's my proposal for the but You just, you see another Model 3 owner and you put your, uh, you put your, uh, your OK sign up, your Model Three wave. Again, I know both you and Aaron and Larry, both of you guys are Model X owners, so maybe you can at least test out the cross arms X shape with your arms. You could test that out on each other because uh, I, I know you guys work together. So maybe in the parking lot, as as you're you know you you're <laughs> pass each other, either coming in or, or going out for the for the morning. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for call for your call and for listening to the podcast. Uh, and by the way, there were actually more calls, excellent calls that I couldn't get to. I'm going to bump a couple of them to next week. Some of them might kick over to the Patreon exclusive monthly bonus episode. In fact, on that note, the May episode posted last weekend. For those of you who, uh, support me on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you've got that free extra episode, that bonus episode that's made up of all the extra excellent Ride the Lightning Hotline calls that I cannot get to on the regular weekly show. So uh, I can tell you uh, Lawton from Chicago's in there. Anthony is in there. John from San Diego. Uh, Joe from Emotion Rentals. Frank in San Diego. Jeff in Chicago. Our friend Mike in Charlottesville. Jeff in Dallas. Antonio in Lake Elsinore, California. Andy in Columbus. And Tim from Dayton, Ohio are all in there covering a range of topics from Tesla being mentioned by in competitors in their marketing to uh, let's see all anyway, all kinds of topics Uh, check that out on Patreon. If you're, if you're backing me at the $10 level or higher, those those pop up each and every month on Patreon. And again, if you want to participate in the ride, the lightning hotline, which I always encourage you to do so, I love this part of the show. And again, after this week, there is a lot to talk about, a lot lot to react to, no doubt. Just record that question on your smartphone and send the file to teslapodcast at gmail.com or call in on the Ride the Lightning hotline, toll free 1-888-989-8752. Be right back to wrap things up for you right after this. boy, what a week, huh? That was a fun week of Tesla news. That was a fun episode for me to do. I had had a lot of fun on this week's show. I hope you did too. I want to start by thanking the Patreon producers, the very, very kind souls that support this podcast at the $20 level or higher each and every month. I want to say hi to our newest Patreon producer, Luke Miles. Luke, thank you so much for your support. Also, shout outs to Jeff Bartram, Paul Hussey, DJ Harbaugh, Pete White, Wolfgang Obergen, George Cassioppo, David Brander, Jonathan Wales, Alexi Heft, Logan Willis, Matthew Para, Michael Lester, Robert Maracle, Jason Chalukas, Emotion Rentals, Richard Ouellette, Tim Hyde, Marcus Mayenschein, Lee Sweet, Lars Hoffman, Orion Coates, Peter Chalet, Harold Plug, Kenneth Martin, Michael Callahan, Rome Strack. David Vakil, Ulrich Lassa, Luke A., David Kittle, Eric Randolph, and David Nondahl. Thank you all so, so much. Your support does mean a lot. If you do enjoy this podcast every week, if it informs you, it entertains you, and you're looking for a way to say thank you, I mean, listening is is great. That is that is all I ask. I appreciate that you, you're listening. But if you did uh, want to support my efforts here, the, the time, the energy er, each and every week, and you know it's every week. That goes into this podcast you can do so on patreon uh find out more information on my patreon page which you can find at patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash tesla podcast uh, i want to mention immaculate reflections for all you new model 3 owners or new model srx owners for that matter you're taking delivery if you're up here in the bay area or if you're just taking delivery up here in the Bay Area, maybe at the Fremont factory, you might want to consider protecting the paint on that beautiful new Tesla of yours. Uh, you've got Immaculate Reflections. Their website is irdetailing.com. You can also look them up on Yelp or Instagram. They'll do everything from new car delivery prep, paint correction services, uh, ceramic coating with Sequart's Finest Reserve. They do paint protection film, whether you want to go uh, a little bit or go the whole enchilada as far as uh, protecting the finish on that car, they'll do all of it for you. They've even got, uh, you've been hearing recently, they've they've kindly offered up a 10% discount, 10% off any level of detailing, whether it's a basic wash, clay bar, wax service, a paint correction detail, ceramic coating package, etc. Coupon code for that. RTL 10, just give that to them when you contact them, uh, and, and want to get some stuff done on your car. They also offer a military discount, which there's no code or needed, no code, anything needed for that. Just your military ID or veteran ID. That's a 10% discount. If, uh, you are a, you're both, you're both a military, uh, member or veteran, as well as a listener to this podcast, you can stack those discount codes for 20, off which is pretty fantastic so thank you immaculate reflections for offering that up uh, then you've got my friends at abstract ocean they've got those tempered glass screen protectors in for model three as well as uh, that the roadster style tesla lettering if you want to put that on the back of your uh, model three the way franz von holzhausen did on his You can find that all kinds of Tesla accessories for you and your car, abstractocean.com. They have a coupon code for you guys. As you know, if you've been listening to this far in the show for the last uh, while, it's RTL podcast, all one word, RTL podcast. Use that at checkout to get 20% off of your first order. So That's for first time customers there. Uh, Let's see. Referral code. If you're buying an S or X, go ahead and use my cousin Patrick's referral code. Uh, gives him a chance at some prizes and gives you free unlimited lifetime supercharging. The code is PATRICK5008. So either give that to your sales advisor or type in ts.la slash PATRICK5008 into your web browser and then configure your car. My email is, again, podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with me about anything. You can also tweet me. If you, uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm at DMC underscore Ryan. And I think, ah, it's just about it. Just the usual, hey, if you're not already subscribing to this podcast, which is totally free to do, would love it if you would do so. That way, the podcast just comes to you every week rather than you having to seek it out. Why not make it more convenient? So just subscribe. You can do that on pretty much all the major podcast services, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Tune in, which of course Tune in that is in your Tesla, Spotify even, or the podcast hosting site hosting site TeslaPodcast.libsyn.com. Fun week! I had a blast on this show. I hope you did too. I do feel a little bad that this is again another pretty long show. Want to be super respectful of your time, but I hope you agree. I, I don't think any of it was filler this week. I think it was a pretty a pretty packed show. Lots to get to. Uh, in fact, there are even a couple topics I had to kick to next week. That's how busy this show was. So I'll see you again next week. Happy electric motoring and, uh, have yourself a great week, weekend, day, night, whenever you happen to be listening to this. Hope you have a good one. I'll see you. I'll see you next week.